Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. And I, you know, was the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the spirit of books that you've never finished, Dave, but, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm in between gigs right now. Like, With your chained up tome? Yeah, they took that away. Like, that's oh, a, okay. That belongs, that belongs to the company. Like, <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's fine, though. It was a really depressing thing to, like, have, so it's, it's sure. fine, really. It's a weight yeah. off, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, so now you can just, like, kick your feet back while you wait for for the next yeah ideally i was meaning to ask last time um when you were in that position what level of control you had over the chains on the book uh in in what sense as to like could could you open the tome at will or did it open on its own uh that's an interesting philosophical question (laughs) like (laughs) like technically the discretion was was mine but Uh there are there's actually a very complex like flowchart in the employee handbook about when you can use it to to freak people out mm-hmm. like like that scene in sandman where the librarian is like oh you know here is the novel you've never written in my library of dreams like there's so much back end that le- like like so much like bureaucratic procedural back end into him getting to have that cool moment like personally i think it's not worth the trouble just a lot of paperwork yeah a lot of a lot of reading mm. uh, and a lot of trouble you get in if you don't do all the reading exactly right like you know it's just it's a whole thing yeah now that employee handbook was it an actual handbook that you got to bring home with you or was it like a barnes and noble cafe uh recipe menu where it's uh fucking chained to a wall you're not allowed to take it off of the wall you're not allowed to read it at home and it's also not on the internet anywhere so when the hell are you supposed to learn those fucking recipes yeah, well, like there's, there are multiple layers of chains, like different chains of different books to different, different surfaces. Different books and different chains in this in this industry. You need a handbook just to navigate those, then. Yeah, there's multiple handbooks. This is why I quit. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, well, while you're in between gigs and have some mm-hmm. some time to kick your feet back, would you like to hear a story? Please. Are oh, there chains on it on the book? Mm-hmm. Um, there probably should be. This is a book that <laughs> should be chained. This was Ooh. my this was my uh, line of questioning because I feel like we're gonna need some chains today. From what I've heard. <laughs> oh, let's see. This was your agenda. Yeah. Indeed. So, like, if you if you swiped any from work, you know, along with the pencils or whatever, <laughs> um, they might just, come in handy. Just office supplies. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> pencils, pens, chains. You know. The the petty I'm I'm leaving here because I want to, and screw mm. you guys. Um, office theft. The um, chain that says "World's Number One Dad" on it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to Indonesia today. Oh. Um, this is at the behest of Fry from the Discord. So thank you, Fry. Thank you. Okay. Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, Fry not only suggested this. But translated and retold it. Wow. Wow. So it was yeah. uh, originally not in English, so now it is. 
Thank you for that, Fry. And it's uh, intentionally without any pronunciation guide included. So this is a... <laughs> oh boy. This is a make me look like a fool story. And so it is now our solemn duty to present this English version to the world for the first time ever. And we will treat it with the respect it deserves on this um, podcast. So if I mispronounce things, um, blame Fry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this, this is Sankuryang, or the legend of Tankuban Perahu, oral tale of the Sudanese, uh, Sundanese people from West Java. Uh, this one also comes with a trigger warning. Oh, okay. Um, so triggers in this story for attempted incest, attempted assault, <laughs> and literal piss baby. <laughs> Lit- <laughs> literal. Now, that's literal, a- yeah. That's a unique one. I've not heard that one. Uh, uh, As now a trigger I'm, warning, specifically. Now I'm in. Like, <laughs> I, I have to know what that means. Yeah. Like, what? I have my guesses, certainly, based on the phrasing. Um. All right. So, are you emotionally prepared for this journey? It doesn't sound <laughs> no, like I'm it, not. but let's do it. <laughs> you ask it every week, and I cut it from every episode. <laughs> It's redundant and rhetorical. Go on. (laughs) Uh, Once in Svargaloka, the celestial realm, a god and a goddess committed a terrible sin. Uh Uh-oh. We're getting right into it. I mean, like, what is that? Like, to register for the shit that gods and goddesses get up in, this must have been pretty bad. First of all... (laughs) It is apparently unspeakably bad because we don't actually learn what it is. Whoa. My god. They've just, they fucked up big. Somehow. It is a sin beyond comprehension. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the sin of the gods is not for mortal men to understand. How wow. many times have I done it by accident? <laughs> I think you're, I think this is just religion you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, so Batari Sunanambu, the mother goddess, banished them to Earth and made them into animals as punishment for this unspeakable sin. Ouch. What'd they get to be, though? Uh, Maybe it's god- cool. Was it like a cool animal? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the god was turned into a dog named Tumong. All right. And the goddess was turned into a boar named Wayungyan. Well, I do like pigs. I am fond of them. Boars it's, are pretty cool. It is true. So. Being a dog sounds exhausting. <laughs> Emotionally. Yeah. Like, I, I love our dog to death, but the amount of, like, anxiety and energy that is, like, baseline for a dog's existence seems like it would be a very exhausting experience. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that Tumong did the bigger sinning. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they're told to meditate on their mistakes before they're allowed to reincarnate as deities. Um, and this is the, like, Batari Sunanambu is the most mom-like of mother goddesses I've ever read. <laughs> like, that's such a mom thing to do. <laughs> Go to your room and think about what you did. Yeah. Like, if our moms had the ability to turn us into animals as punishment, this is, <laughs> this is what would happen. All right, so fast forward to a different time. Um, in West, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, in West Java, there was a king named Sunging Perbankara, and he was going on a hunting trip. 
This, of course, means he is a king outside of his royalty playpen. So Ooh, he immediately gets separated from his group and lost in the forest. We have been in dangerous territory from minute one of this story. <laughs> You're just on edge. I, I feel like I've been on a tightrope the whole time. Yeah, Where is this going? <laughs> um. So the king needs to take a piss. Okay. So, so he, he does this, and some of it gets collected into an upturned coconut shell, or in some versions, <laughs> a particular leaf. Um, and the goddess Was Mor- that like a trick shot? Was he doing it on purpose? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you could, if like, why not? You're lost in the forest. May, yeah. Might as well try and fill a coconut. I mean, before the invention of phones, I have no idea what the fuck I would do in the bathroom. <laughs> Well, I, I gotta occupy my time with something. Yeah, maybe it's fill a coconut. You give me a coconut, sure, I'll take a shot at it. I mean, I've I've heard of the urinals where they put like a little picture of a fly or something on there so that um, aiming happens at yeah. all. <laughs> um, I have so. not heard of that. <laughs> uh, the goddess boar happened to be in the vicinity, happened to be thirsty, and happened to drink the uh, the piss from uh, the coconut. <laughs> So this is someone's fetish. It is now. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Since she is a demigod, and demigods don't get sex ed, but do get to warp reality, this makes her piss pregnant. She gives birth to a daughter only hours later. Uh, From drinking it. From drinking it. It came from a beepus, so surely a, uh, there's a baby floating around in there somewhere. She if, there is, if there is one thing that this podcast has taught me over the century that we've done it now, <laughs> it is that Yahoo Answers has been within us as, as humanity the whole time. We have been very concerned about Pregante. <laughs> We have always been Yahoo Answers. <laughs> it just took us this long to manifest it. Yahoo Answers was always there. And then chop it down out of fear of what we were. And the, and the trouble with being... We looked a, at the mirror and we didn't like it. So the trouble with being a demigoddess is like, oh man, whoops, I just drank a man's piss. Could I be pregnant in it? <laughs> uh, but then they don't have Yahoo Answers, and because they are a demigod with the ability to warp reality, now they are... It is so. Pregnant. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Alright. So, King is still lost in the forest around this vicinity. So he's just kind of been wandering for hours um in a very narrow space i guess he did hear like maybe after a point with royalty they get kind of a a lesson like if you're ever outside of the playpen and you get lost please wander in circles in a very narrow area and someone will maybe find you i assumed that he was looking for footprints and he found his and he followed them (laughs) it's just like circling them around uh and like there's no piss in this coconut so it can't be mine (laughs) I must be on a fresh path. That was that was my specific breadcrumb trail. Is I've been pissing in coconuts the whole way, <laughs> so I know where I've been. Yeah, you use what you have at hand. That's how you mark territory. Um, so the king heard the baby's cry of this this baby that a boar has just had, uh, and decides to adopt sure. her and raise her as his own. 
Not realizing It's a that, human baby. Yeah, this is a human baby that a boar has given birth to. That a to. boar god gave birth to from piss. Yes. Just making sure we're all on the same page. Yep. You you are following the internal logic presented by the story. Well done. Great. <laughs> this is a powerful start. I also enjoy a king just finding a baby and just being like, well, this is mine now. <laughs> Not even How- going to like look around a little bit. <laughs> Well, like, describe this baby for me. How cool is the baby? Is it desirable I mean, to a king? <laughs> it is a thing that exists that he has seen. So by the logic of kings we have read thus far, yes. Like, now he's aware of something. He wants it mine. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so yeah, he he gets the, the piss baby. Uh, not realizing that she is technically his. Like, he did sort of contribute to her existence thanks to that red bull he drank <laughs> <laughs> um and the baby's called Diang Sumbi and because she is a princess in spite of being born of piss and a boar she grows up to be a straight hottie <laughs> real sexy secret. lady <laughs> of course that boar's like humanoid form is is like uh, is an 11 oh yeah <laughs> That boar Easily. goddess. The boar's boar form is eleven a on a half. bad day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the boar. Yeah, presumably the boar's boar form is an eleven to boars. So, <laughs> yeah, this is all definitely how it works. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. If there's one thing we have learned from folklore, it's how it works. Yeah, I was afraid that the the beginning of the story was just going to be a non sequitur, but it's actually a very tightly crafted plot this week. Yeah, no, this one this one weaves pretty close. Um, kind of, yeah. If I remember, I did note this like three weeks ago, so I don't remember everything. But this one um, weaves pretty close, kind of. Yeah, it's fine. It's all fine. Everything's good, and you're safe and okay. Um, so yeah, she's real hot. So many kings and princes are trying to court her, and they sometimes do a war about it. You know, as you do if you can't yeah, get basic. something, you gotta like sacrifice a whole bunch of recruits to a bloody war about your tantrum about not getting things. Yeah, um, they do it happily. Yep, uh, but she doesn't give a shit. She just likes to weave. She's she's worth it, you know. <laughs> yeah, she knows she knows her worth, and also like she does not have time for scrubs. No. Mm-hmm. All she wants to do is weave. Mm-hmm. And she often wove by herself on a separated pavilion at the edge of the palace where no one would fucking bother her. <laughs> like, just let me. I have a hobby. I don't care. <laughs> uh, one day, her needle fell on the grounds outside of the palace. Oh, beans. And so the ground got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a princess. And so. There's royalty playpen law enacted. She has been warned of what happens when she steps outside the royalty playpen, and she is a good girl and follows the rules. Um, and she's always carried around by people outside of the palace, which I think is just a safety measure at this point for royalty. Like, palanquins are there to, like, this is a, a travel playpen for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so she's like, oh man, what what do I do? And she just kind of carelessly says out loud, whoever brings me back my needle will be rewarded. If a woman, I'll treat you as my own sister. If a man, I'll marry you. 
Okay. You know, now that you brought it up, Carmen, I, it's surprising that we've never realized it, but I guess palanquins are the equivalent of, like, six coloring books in a juice box <laughs> to a haggard mom <laughs> for royalty. Please just stay out of trouble. Play with your tassels. <laughs> Sit on these cushions and wave. <clears throat> we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> <clears throat> And mom, in this case, is all of the ordinary people who work in a palace and just, like, have to keep these rich royalty assholes from killing themselves or getting lost or starting a war. Right. Um, so out of nowhere, Tumang the dog did a fetch. Oh, good job. And he's a good boy and brought her the needle. She could just buy it. She's a princess. She could probably have asked anyone to just bring her a new needle. But whatever. Um, and he's technically a dude. She checked. Oh. So time, <laughs> she checked. Time for marriage. <laughs> well, at least it's all this, above board. This, se- <laughs> this seems like it was a predictable outcome. <laughs> uh, this obviously caused some issues. Like, yeah, actually. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> and in the palace, the king banished her to the woods to live alone with her dog husband because, like, <laughs> a promise was made. So she I mean, does, she probably, is married to this dog now. I mean, that's probably good for her, like psychologically. Yeah, like, I mean, that's what she wants. Like being away from royalty, like with nothing but a dog for company, that sounds all right to me. Can you imagine the amount of weaving you could get done in oh, a man. cabin alone with a dog? And you and you have a dog? Like, yeah, this sounds pretty good for her. Um, And guess what? Her dog husband turns back into a hot, sexy god man every full moon, like a re- oh. reverse werewolf. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which I don't think was part of the original outline of the punishment that he was given. If but... it was, it wasn't told to us. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. I wonder. I wonder if the boar turns into the hot goddess lady every full moon. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so they did the special kiss, and I'm not sure uh. if this is a, a fry insert, like if this is how, <laughs> how Fry chose to translate this, or if this is a direct translation. Either way, I'm charmed. Um, <laughs> and now she gets pegante. Oh, okay. All right. And she has a boy named Sun Kuryang, who you might recall being our title character. Vaguely, uh, it's I been did a not, while. No, I, know, I didn't. Re- I did not recall that at all. This is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot of setup. I can't lie to you. <laughs> like yeah, this we, is this is a lot. A lot to, of... <laughs> this is a lot to ask of your audience. Like there, there better be a good payoff. <laughs> payoff. All right. So exposition is finished. We have we have piss baby has married a dog, and now we're good. <laughs> We have finished the opening cutscene of the fantasy game. <laughs> where Piss they lay baby, out all the lore. Piss baby, married a dog, had a son, and this is his exciting adventure. In the age of ancients, <laughs> the world was unformed, shrouded by fog, and there was a piss baby. The and a piss reverse... baby's son, so easily forgotten. The <laughs> <laughs> <a> reverse werewolf. <laughs> The loathsome piss baby. <laughs> Tyler, did you listen? She's the hot piss baby. <laughs> the sexiest piss baby for whom wars were fought. <laughs> now, well, I mean, I want to 
call attention to your phrasing there. The sexiest piss baby. <laughs> like, within that particular continuum... Yeah, what kind of competition that, are that we might not, about? That might not mean all that much. <laughs> Let's line up all the piss babies. Who's the hottest? There we go. Let's do that, next, win. Ep- Let's do that next episode. <laughs> I guess if you have a piss baby story, send it to us via... Um, <laughs> Twitter, if you're still there. Or, or no, I think I, I, I think this is exactly what Twitter is for at this yeah, point. Yeah, this, this is a good use of Twitter nowadays. That is it's where like, the piss babies congregate. It's true. It, it is owned <laughs> by a piss also, baby, so you may as well share the stories there. It's all true. Um, all right, so uh, Sun Kuryong grows up to be strong and handsome. Naturally. And when he was 10 years old. Uh, strong and handsome 10 year old <laughs> extremely strong extremely <laughs> handsome extremely 10 <laughs> even more 10 than other similar 10 year olds <laughs> i don't know what that means uh, so his mom's like oh man i am craving me some deer liver so he asks him to hunt for deer with Chimong, the dog that he's not aware is his own father. I guess she keeps the like hot werewolf thing under wraps. Like she she feeds him the special drink the night <clears throat> the hot werewolf is due, so he just like sleeps through it. Yeah, that's mommy's little secret. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, so he mommy's comes... going out to the movies that night. <laughs> you, you stay here and be a good boy. I'm taking the dog. <laughs> For a long walk. <laughs> um, so he couldn't find a deer, but he could find a really big boar and ordered Tumong to go get it. Get it, boy. Get the boar. <laughs> um, but Tumong is like, nah, that's my sister and your grandmother. <laughs> but silently because he's a dog. So he's like mm. in his head. He's just like, no, I know this boar. We did crimes together in the yeah. old days. Mm-hmm. Um, so, also, I'm hoping God genealogy is a little bit different, but there we go. Uh, <laughs> Sang Kuryong attempted to shoot the boar with a bow, but Tumong kept stopping him, so Sang Kuryong got angry and struck down Tumong, killing him. Oh no. Not dog dad. Yep. No. So, uh, Sang Kuryong has killed his dog daddy. No. And not wanting to come home empty-handed, he just took the dog's liver. Oh. And and brought it home. I mean, how mom. different is liver from creature to creature? I mean, I that's mean, true, but that's 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 deeply morbid. It's, it's deeply your, morbid to your good boy. Carnivore livers are also a little bit more dangerous to eat. Hmm. I don't know where dog liver falls on that. I know bear liver is real dangerous. Um, Interesting. <clears throat> Interesting. So it's it's wrong on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of problems. Also, like, I, he just, he killed his good boy. Yeah, it's not acceptable. No. He killed his mom's good boy. He did kill his mom. He killed his mom's very good boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. He nearly this... adopted the good boy. <laughs> wow and and this like thought process is like well i don't want to it'd be be awfully shameful to go home without a liver um uh, not gonna yeah. let this one go to waste mm-hmm. 
So she cooks it and they eat it. And she asks him to call Tumong in for some of the meal. And finally feeling some tinge of guilt for killing man's best friend, he confesses that mm. I did accidentally like beat him to death because I got mad and threw a temper tantrum. And um, that was his liver we ate. Tastes just like deer, right? <laughs> Told ya. Uh, concerns here. Yeah. Um, so Dang Sumbi is horrified, as you would be, on a lot of levels. Uh, she strikes him on the head with a wooden spoon, which leaves a scar, and banishes him from her house. It's a long time out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, like... Not undeserved, though. Yeah, like, I have no particular interest in having or raising children. Um, I'm not sure that I would do differently if I discovered what a freaking like, monster my child had turned out to be. (laughs) (laughs) But after a while, she did regret banishing him and tried to find him, but he'd, like, wandered off pretty far away. So she prayed to be reunited with him and made an oath to be a vegetarian hermit in exchange for <laughs> aid to to get her son back. Okay. Oh, and Tumong's fine. His soul's in the celestial realm now, like he did his penance. So this actually like freed him up to to go oh, back to God. Uh, things he got off on good behavior. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um. So San Kiriang, meanwhile, not only got a scar from the spoon strike. But he also got every writer's favorite trope. Amnesia? Amnesia. <laughs> uh, so he wanted... It's a NaNoWriMo miracle. <laughs> uh, so he wandered the world until he encountered a powerful hermit who adopted him and taught him martial arts and the ability to control hyangs, which are spirits that inhabit things like large trees or stones or mountains or sacred places. Um, so he has like just a whole like anime adventure. I was gonna say it's so fascinating that the instant they introduce amnesia is when it becomes an anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he grew up to be a real hottie who is older than ten and a wandering hero adventurer who traveled the world helping villagers and beating up bandits. So okay, like, yeah, it just becomes yeah. a superhero, <laughs> straight anime, an anime superhero. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So he managed to wander back to the woods where he grew up, and he met this beautiful girl there and fell in love with her and decided to marry her. Like like you do. Uh, He didn't recognize this girl to be his own mom, because it turns out when you become a vegetarian hermit, you become eternally youthful. Like, that's the trick. Oh, okay. So if you are if you're sick of aging, if you're looking in the mirror and you're like, man, these gray hairs, these wrinkles they're forming, it's time to become a vegetarian hermit. All right. Just leave everything out to the woods. Don't talk to people, which was kind of her thing anyway. Like she <laughs> yeah. was. That part she, wasn't hard. She was already mm. mostly a hermit. She's like, well, I just won't eat deer liver anymore. Um, did it make her de-age? Well, I, I feel like you could still probably recognize your mom. Not if you have spoon amnesia. Oh right, of course. Oh right, of course. <clears throat> And now he's aged up to maybe being close to her, her spoon amnesia induction age, where she started eating vegetables and ceased aging entirely. Actually, the honestly, the way that the ages have been shuffled around here, 
this is starting to sound like a fan fiction prompt. <laughs> like they wanted, like they got either they either wanted to or got tasked to write this particular pairing, and we're like, well, there's a lot of issues here. We need to minimize some of them. Yeah, there's let's, a lot of work let, to do first. Let's let's work on the age problem first. I'm gonna have to gut this thing and start from scratch. And sometimes that's how it is. So the day before their wedding, she was brushing his hair, and she recognized the scar she'd left on him with a spoon, realized, oh shit, this is my son. (laughs) Oh, awkward. I might be a piss baby, but I am am not a marry my own son piss baby who lives in the woods. (laughs) Oh my god. So she called off the wedding, she's like, here's your backstory, boy, like... You're my kid. We can't do this. Also, still probably a little bit mad about you killing my hot husband slash dog. <laughs> my were husband. <laughs> At least missed. Literally, li- where husband literally describes him. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm only, I'm your dog the rest of the time. I'm only your husband. I don't know what's once a month. <laughs> Full moon. Which for which for a hermit weaver who didn't really want to be married, like what an ideal situation, <laughs> right? <laughs> like Man, for... this shitty kid really ruined a great situation. <laughs> yeah, like, like they had a great possible, setup. That's that's never gonna. She's to never gonna. She's no. never gonna find that again. <laughs> no, anyone else that she marries is gonna expect her to like do the dishes and and like listen to stories and and like hang out all the time when all she wants to do is weave. <laughs> No way, the weaving hasn't come up again. I am assuming she's still up, up to it. Like that's just her, her standard. Like in in all scenes, like including like during the proposed marriage ceremony, she's just been weaving the whole time. Yeah, she was by yeah, brushing just, she... his hair. I do mean weaving things in it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is what that's what she does. Look, the story might not keep a character consistent, but I will insist. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. They they established this early as the thing she likes best, and she didn't want marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so after hearing his backstory, he, being a problematic human being, (laughs) decides, you're lying, wedding is back on. This isn't what I wanted to hear, so it's not true. Oh, okay. You're marrying me. Um, so because no is not an answer... That she could get him to understand by any stretch, like, I don't want to, I'm your mother, you're my son, you have amnesia, do you remember your childhood? No, well, here it is, because I was there, because I made it. Um, I'm going to try to be fair. I'm not certain to who in this case. (laughs) But that story that she gives... (laughs) Is like the strangest, like, most roundabout, letting him off easy kind of yeah, like rejection if, if, I've ever if, heard. If the story that she tells him is the story that we have just heard up to this point, like, I don't know if I would buy it either in his position. Like, yeah, I would, I'd love to marry you, but you are my son who I had with a dog. And also, I'm a piss baby. And also, I am a piss baby. Now, to, like, be, to be clear, I don't think she knows that she's a piss baby. Well, she okay. knows it in her heart, Carmen. <laughs> there's, there's so, like, she she might not have words for it, but like, she knows. You said, you said that, you said that very different. passionately, Tyler. I feel passionate about it. All right. <laughs> she's just like, something's different about me, and I can't place it. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, I just I feel more at home around around piss babies. I just don't know. I don't know how to explain that. If Moana knows in her heart that she comes <laughs> from a line of sailors, then this girl knows that she was born of piss. A is A. <laughs> Um, so, Especially if Disney gets their hands on this. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would love that Lin Manuel Miranda. Song. Oh man, uh, honestly, like he would. He he would have a good time with it. You know? <laughs> if if he ever got the opportunity, like yeah, Lin, if you're listening, please please whip us up a like an I want style Disney like banger about finding your piss baby origins. <laughs> So yeah, so he won't take no for an answer, and she decides that the best solution here is to just give him impossible tasks as a condition. Ah, nice, nice. Class- a classic. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't just say no to a man who wants to marry you, even if he's your son. Um, you, what a, you just, you have what a to, world. <laughs> you have to make him jump through hoops until he gives up. That's mm-hmm. That's your only option. So she tells him that he has to build a great lake, build a boat, and do it all in one night. Build a lake. Yeah. <laughs> now okay. he's just been on yeah, like an- in Minecraft. He's just been on like a full sure. five season anime journey that they summarized. Okay. Because like we don't need to know about him traveling. Yeah, who would want to hear about that? Yeah, that's not the fun part of the story. The fun part of the story is when he's trying to force his mom to marry him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So he's we, like, that's when we need extreme when, detail. When you read a, a, st- a story, you can learn something about its intended audience. <laughs> I, I like your. This sounds like a fan fiction prompt idea, though, because like, if that's yeah. the case, then then the fan fiction is the fanfic of that like martial arts spirit magic wandering hero boy that they mm. have decided to turn into this incest love story <laughs> so they can't just summarize like that was the whole season there's a whole everybody's series. seen that part they watch yeah. the show what they're here for is this man this trying is the to new content <laughs> right this is the fresh material yeah we've come up with a, an au backstory for mom as the daughter of a boring piss uh <laughs> And it makes so much sense, you guys. It was it was right there. Mm-hmm. And we had to bring in a little bit of the Alpha Omega verse situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was signposted to... in episode sixteen. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so we had to pull in where where husband. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, like, there's like that's like that's why you write in this fandom in the first place just to get a chance to write about weird husband like yeah. <laughs> no one in their right mind would leave that out but this person's like not super into weird husbands so they kind of summarized that bit and then they killed him off real fast it's like what oh, if instead of what so if instead like, of the weird husband like maybe in the original anime mom does have weird dad so i so i think like the it, it feels like the the prompter is the real victim in this situation. Like they just wanted someone to write about this cool, you know, dog who turns into a husband. Like every other reasonable person in this fandom, they have but not received what they it, signed it, up it for. Got, it got assigned to the one person who doesn't care about that and just wants to write about incest and like weird ideas about marriage. Yeah, yeah, they have an agenda, <laughs> and so they're going to kill off their husband. Oh no. <laughs> it is it's actually remarkable like 
how much more sense so many of these fucking folktales make when you start thinking about them as fan fiction. <laughs> I, I do like to picture them that way, but also in the context of being like around a campfire still. <laughs> and the, the interpersonal dynamics of these people, but in such a tight, like intimate setting. All right, and new just... new party idea. <laughs> oh my god. Everyone find a fanfic, print it out, and we tell it around a campfire. <laughs> I mean, well, no, I don't hate fire it. Fire cooked food. Yeah. yeah, like I would that sounds like a hell of a party. I'm down. Let's like do me it. and some of my other friends like it's not dissimilar to what we do every Friday night. Sure. So yeah, and you just got that, that good campfire element to it, so. Yeah, marshmallows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have some kind of meat on a stick <laughs> that you're rotating. <laughs> That's vital. <laughs> if you, Yeah, if you want the whole, like, oral tradition feel to it, absolutely you have to have some kind of meat on a stick. You can right, start your yeah. vegetarian hermit youthful anti-aging routine after this. <laughs> this is cheat day. <laughs> You're going to age a little bit <laughs> from both the the meat and the fair, and the, the fanfic <laughs> and the tainted knowledge you now possess. <laughs> um so yeah, he's been he, like the whole anime series happens, so he can absolutely do this. He calls his spirits to help him, and she quickly realizes, "Oh man, he he went on an anime boy adventure uh, <laughs> while I was eating broccoli." So this plan has black- backfired real bad. Oh no! Uh, so she goes to the eastern hills and flew her woven white shawls because she likes weaving. Remember? Oh yes. So she I'm made glad, these. I'm glad that came back. <laughs> And she pounds her mortar and pestle like she's pounding rice. Huh. So this is actually a clever plan and not just the random actions of a mad woman who's been living off of vegetables in the woods alone for many years. <laughs> well, that's, um, that's good to, to hear. Yeah, great to have that confirmed. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the, uh, the white shawls, they reflect light. And the pounding okay. is uh, the sound of human activity, and the spirits are tricked into thinking dawn had arrived. Uh, and they go away because they only take the night shift, and they're unionized, <laughs> and that's like, like real firm rules. Okay. So he failed. Um, he is. It's 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 like fascinating exactly what this story chooses to to cut out and <laughs> and what it chooses to include and what it chooses to skip. <laughs> So he, he's true to character. Um, something didn't go his way. So he goes ballistic. Uh-oh. He kicks his nearly finished boat, and it falls upside down and turns into the Tankupan Parahu Mountain, you know, from the title. Oh. oh. If you remember that from from so many <laughs> twists and turns ago. <laughs> Again, vaguely. Um, the leftover uh, woods that he'd had ready for this became Mount Burangren Burangren uh, sorry Indonesia uh, the tree stump became Mount Tungal later known and the lake was later known as Lake Bandung he then punched a hole in the dam he'd made with the spirit help and the hole became the underwater river slash cave system of Singyang Tikoro and he threw the mud plug that he punched out of the dam, and the mud turned into the Manglayan Mountain. 
So this boy throws a tantrum so hard that it creates geography because he can't fuck his mom. <laughs> so <laughs> to the quote list. <laughs> so oftentimes in stories like this, we get explanations like you just gave of mm-hmm. like how famous landmarks and geographic points of interest came about origin stories for these things how things came to be right very rarely is it so like flip about them (laughs) yeah like usually there's like a reason like you go oh yeah that makes sense but in this case he just like flings mud and they're like and that's how that showed up (laughs) This boy threw so this many mud, this in so many boy directions. Threw mud over there, and now it's a mountain. Um, so, despite his uh, failure, he still refused no for an answer, and attempted to force himself on her, but she got away. He okay. gives chase, so she prays to the god for helps, a gods for help, and they do. They help her. By turning her into a goddamn flower, the Jaxi flower specifically. Okay. Which is not a lot of help. I, I guess technically. <laughs> it's not te- good help. No. Like, there, are, there are other ways that you could help that are not so permanently transformative and would allow her to weave that thing she loves to do. Yeah. But no, she's a flower now, and Sun Kyuryong went insane trying to look for her and disappeared at a place later known as uh, Ujong Barung, which means the end of lust. This this guy was just in bad shape in general. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was any helping him. Yeah, like he was, I think this is the most irredeemable protagonist we've ever read. <laughs> At no point has he done something. I mean, yeah. theoretically, he was a traveling hero who helped people, but we didn't hear any <laughs> that's, of that. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're told. Yeah, I. <laughs> wow. Like my guess is he was one of those people that like people see as a hero because they don't have to interact with him for very long, and he makes <laughs> his spirits mm-hmm. like fix stuff for them, and they're like, "Man, what a great guy!" But if you ever spend more than ten minutes alone with this dude you're you do like, not oh, want to hang out with this oh guy. boy this guy is problematic on a lot of levels and every flag is ra- waving and they are all bright red <laughs> yeah just a really grating personality just yeah. an awful awful boy um so this is a we got some background information to clarify oh. some things just uh, the story so, over? Yeah, the story is over. We have ended lust. Okay. <laughs> we did it, guys. <laughs> if you feel lust after this story, there's no helping at this point. You're stuck with it forever. Wow, a second NaNoWriMo miracle. <laughs> uh, so Christ. this story is uh, an ancient folktale told orally by the Sundanese people, and it's an ethnic group that originated from West Java. Uh, some theorize it's a retelling of the geological creation of the Bandung Basin witnessed by the ancient Sundanese people. Uh, when the giant volcano Mount Sanda erupted, the collapsed caldera turned into Mount Tung- uh, Tangkuban Barahu, Mount Tangul, and Mount uh, Rangrang, and created the Bandung Basin. 
Uh, first written reference to this appeared in the uh, Bujanga Manic Manuscript from the 15th century, which was a, uh, it was written by a Sundanese prince-slash-poet who did a pilgrimage across Java and Bali, visiting various holy places and writing a travelogue, which is pretty rad. Um, okay. And the Palm Leaf Manuscript is currently in the Oxford Library because the British have to steal everything. Naturally. Um <laughs> There's an early 20th century Sundanese literature professor who wrote about this and said like it's actually about ancient Sundanese philosophical ideas. Um, what ideas are those? Yeah, I was going to say, it, it might have some of those. Hi. So the king, the piss king symbolizes somebody who's searching for the truth. The boar symbolizes humanity identity. Dayang Sumbi, the weeper woman, symbolizes conscience. Tumong symbolizes anxiety. And Sankurion symbolizes unenlightened ego. That tracks. That is okay. an unenlightened ego, if ever I saw one. <laughs> yeah, because cause you, you guys say, or, or at least you used to say, uh-huh. um, at the, that, that the, the purpose of this podcast was to, like, read folk tales and then like try to figure out like why they were preserved yeah. like why people continue to tell them and a lot of the time i hear i admit i hear these and i'm like does anyone tell these <laughs> like does anyone read these stories other than like people who collect old books of folk tales but with this one i really want to know <laughs> like what what was the story here like what why was this written down in the time in which this was frequently told, why? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what were they getting out of it? I don't think this is our only example of a piss baby. No. Go on. That's... <laughs> and this is definitely not our only example of, like, incest and in, in folk tales, because you've got the entire, like, donkey oh, skin oh. subset of oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. so these are I, definitely like themes that people have uh been telling for quite some time sure i, I don't know there's just something about this one i'm not <laughs> i'm not sure what it is exactly you maybe don't... it's maybe it's again it's it's specifically what it chooses to to skip over like it, it seems like the the choices made were very uh interesting and very Deliberate. funny to me yeah. yeah. So, like, there are definitely a lot of geographical origin stories out there, and we've read a few of them, and they tend to be more focused on, like, a trickster god or some kind of trickster figure fucking up bad enough to create something. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, or some kind of big fight with a folk hero who typically appears in multiple stories in that region. Mm-hmm. Um, so that folk hero like punches a giant or something in a mountain forms. <laughs> um, this one is unusual to take the donkey skin style approach for this mm-hmm. and to make the the stuff very much an afterthought. It feels like the this is how these mountains are made is the excuse for the rest of the story to exist. Right. <laughs> it, it, it feels like we are reading... Like the only remnants of some sort of like where is this from? Uh, um, Indonesia. Indonesia. It, it seems like we are. We, this this story is the only remaining record of some old like you know Indonesian like ancient Indonesian political struggle or <laughs> or you know reputation fight 
or or whatever like <clears throat> like i i it seems to me like there were very specific motivations to focus on all the different parts of the story or maybe there is just some like philosophical perspective from which this all makes like i'm not going to say perfect sense but <laughs> i don't know sometimes that happens we'll, we'll just stop at sense right yeah like it's like it's like how all the the like a lot of the weird shit in in uh dark souls games is like from like an eastern religious perspective all that stuff is like doom <laughs> and it's like it's almost entry level right. in how straightforward it is but i don't know well, according to this early 20th century sundanese literature professor the story is actually about when your conscience struggles with anxiety and forces your ego to leave but it unconsciously always wants to go back uh, okay. Which Fry admits that they generally don't get this, um, <laughs> but put it here for the sake of completeness for us sure. to ponder if we wished. Um, uh-huh. I appreciate it. I'm thinking the Sundanese literature professor was blowing a lot of smoke out of his ass because I I don't I also don't see that even with the like um, the dog being anxiety and Dayang Sumbi symbolizing conscience because uh, it, well it might just it, did not struggle it, with anxiety in this story right no it, ego it might... did. It, it, it might just be, it, it can always just be a uh, bad <laughs> philosophical <laughs> allegory. Yeah. Right. It, it, yeah, can, that's it, can be in, it can be incompetently done. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that that's a good read of this story. Or mm. a good read of philosophy. Mm. I, don't, I don't think that's how anxiety works, either. Being someone <laughs> who lives with it. <laughs> Yeah. Like anxiety doesn't really make your ego leave. It's it's more a protector of ego. It might be an outdated use of the term or yeah. a um uh or like a slight like a translation in insufficiency or something like that. I just want to know. You know, I'm not I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm a little angry. I just want to know what's going on. I do appreciate that these stories are generally like against the incest that they tell sure like good on good on them for that i guess um it's like i don't know there's there's so many problems with what with what happens here it's like like it would all it's already bad if where it's just i like i don't want to marry you and he just says well, we're still getting married, <laughs> and he want, and he tries to force himself <clears throat> on her. Like the the incest is so unnecessary <laughs> to everything it, that is fucked up in this story, as it usually is when it just kind of like crops up out of nowhere. Yeah, like, it's like it's there's... not. That's that's another part of what makes me think this is like a remnant of some some like old argument or 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 something like that. Well, we were playing. Um... A, a game, a video game, where it's like a, a mystery time loop situation, and you had to like get the actions in the time loop just right to... Spoilers for 12 minutes coming up, if anybody's interested. Oh, I see. Um, and, like, after we solved... Oh, after We did solve the time loop, and we thought the game was over, and it should have been. But it kept going into an mm. incest subplot that did oh. not... Like, the game, if it had ended where it seemed like it did, like it, when it seemed like we had succeeded, 
would have been fine on its own that it continued and that it continued specifically to get an incest plot line <laughs> in there was absurd and unnecessary. It's just um, good it's just good drama. <laughs> so apparently that's a thing we've been doing for ages. It's just yep. throwing unnecessary incest plot lines into things. <laughs> As opposed to necessary incest plot lines. <laughs> well, like I would argue that donkey skin, like that's actually a big point in the story. Uh, is that king being the shit weasel that he is? Yeah. Uh, like, that's the conflict in the story? No, I, I agree. I just think that's a funny thing to say. Yeah. Ne- necessary versus unnecessary incest. <laughs> narratively necessary versus <laughs> narratively <laughs> unnecessary. Because <laughs> there is no such thing as actual necessary incest. <laughs> so. Yeah, I would... I would, I would struggle to c- come up with a scenario. <laughs> I wonder what what did these gods do? <laughs> right, like that's what's that's what's so fascinating about all this to me. Like what what happened? <laughs> like that 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 inspired these things to be included in this story? Because like you don't even need the the princess to be born of a god in this situation Hmm. like her her ancestry doesn't really come up except as a an excuse for the dog not to kill a particular boar (laughs) i don't know there's a there's a lot of meat here yeah another another rich slice of cake (laughs) i do like the were husband though like i would like to write a fanfic of this that focuses on where husband and maybe the son doesn't exist at all right uh do either of you have closing thoughts uh, that's that's about it i think i'm about tapped out i think emotionally and otherwise what what else do you say <laughs> about this uh if we were to fix this story you already just did okay yeah, where, and where husband? No, how do you the son? How do you uh, devote all that time to where husband? How do you possibly define fix in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> or is a maybe there's a like a more like a slightly more controversial answer, which is maybe show us literally any of the son going out and being a hero. Yeah, and make like the how he anime. got to this point. <laughs> right? Yeah, like if that's if that is supposed to have any impact at all on this story, like include it. Let's 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 see. Let's see where he's coming from. But, eh, I don't know. So thank you, Fry, for translating this one for us. Yes, thank you for that uh, Herculean effort. I, oh, I hope that we Yeah, have, I wonder what that was like. Oh, my lord. I hope we've delivered what you expected of us. <laughs> um, sorry to all of Indonesia for a lot of things, but especially my pronunciations. I don't know. Indonesia gave us this story. I think maybe Indonesia needs to apologize. Let's just say that we're square. In this... <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. In this particular case. Uh, <laughs> a lot of mud got slung in both directions. Some of, it became, it, Some of it, became Some of it became mountains. Some of it became mountains. Yeah, that's true. Uh, thank you to everyone who has made it through this story with us. Um, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you to our patrons for keeping the show running. And thank you to our top uh, tier patrons, Five-Headed Snake God, Allison, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, 
Spider in a Frying Pan, Heirius, Midori, Becca, Lobster No Longer, the new and improved Haley, Thimbles are a Stitcher's best friend, Awkward, Project Birdfall Informant, <laughs> Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetti'll Crump You Up, Spaghetti'll Crump You Up, Sweetie Pie. Is there an apostrophe in there? Is that what's growing you? <laughs> yeah, it's Spaghetti'll Will. But spaghetti will. Yeah, spaghetti. Spaghetti crump you, crump with you, sweetie pie. The spaghetti will. <laughs> so spaghetti, you win the tongue twister of the the week award. Um, <laughs> Caitlin, Danielle, how am I supposed to survive the apocalypse if I can't survive oats? Question for the ages. <laughs> Your girl Owen. Allie. Another question we've been asking for generations. <laughs> Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Vespadesu, Versus, Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Jessica, Nathan the Scott, Millipedish, Dave, but with a novel and quirky Patreon handle, Maya, High Listus of Wimbus, <laughs> Tennis Killed the Dinosaurs, A Dubious Little Creature, Haley Prime, Dominic, oh. Justin, Lily, Izzy, and Jenna. Oh, so that's who did it. That's who got the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> tennis all along. Should have stuck to racquetball. <laughs> And thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for joining us again, Dave. Oh man, it's a pleasure. <laughs> and as always, thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. I We're guess. what the folklore. <laughs> and that's how it works. Legitimately, we learned how it works this time. <laughs> we learned how we learned how something works. I don't know what exactly. Happily ever after. the princess, she walked happily home. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.